Jessie Ware is an English pop songwriter, performer and podcaster. Garnering acclaim in 2012 with her debut album, Devotion, she has built a successful music career with blooming potential and has worked alongside renowned artists such as Nicki Minaj and Ed Sheeran. You're tuned in to Roots to Grooves. Devotion. Jesse Ware. Jesse Ware. Another Jesse in the studio hey, right I'm now. That's me. That's me? That's you? Yeah. Different spelling though, right? Yeah, J-E-S-S-E. No I. No I. No I in Jesse. No I. <laughs> exactly. There's an I in Jesse Ware, although I think her name is Jessica. Yes. And I was I just explored that because I guess if you shorten Jessica, you add an I to Jesse. If you shorten your name Jessica to Jesse, there's an I in there now. I've seen Jessica shortened to Jesse with no E on the end, though. Okay, that sounds nice. Because it's Jesse. They just put the E at the end. That makes more sense to do it that way. I mean, it's more, I mean, it's like me. Okay, I'm going to break the internet right now. Uh Oh. My name is Jay. This is getting too complicated. J-A-Y. J-A-Y? My real legal name. It's Jason. There's no Y in Jason. There's no end to this. I don't understand. Why? So I, I, I added a Y. Did you make that up? Um, well, everyone called me Jay forever. And I was like, well, I'm Jay. But <laughs> you can't spell Jay with just one letter. That's weird. Jay. <laughs> kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of cool, but or it's kind of strange. J-A. Ja. 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 So it has to be, it has to be able to Y. So I like it either um, way. Either know. way. So I, su- I support it all. Jesse has to be with an E in the end, I guess. If you get an Y, that's or the not. way they do it. <laughs> that's the way you do it, I guess. That's the way Jesse Ware does it, and that's the way I'm going to do it. And and here we are on Roots to Grooves. Roots to Grooves. Talking uh, about spelling. Three. Yeah, episode oh. three. Numero tres. Yes, I'm wearing the same outfit that I wore last week on our episode. Me too. That's awesome. We planned that. Oh, I haven't even showered. <laughs> Neither have I. We were recording two in a row, so two that's how we do row, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jessie Ware. What do you yeah. know about Jessie Ware? I know that she's from uh, my neck of the woods. Yeah, across they, the pond. As they say. Yeah, she's from the UK. Um, she was born and grew up in London. Mm-hmm. Hammersmith, I believe. Yeah, Hammersmith. But although she went to um, college or university or whatever in Sussex, which is where I am from. This is, I was born in Sussex, in Hastings. Uh, not to, I don't think it was very close to where she's from, but Sussex is not a big place. I mean, England's not a big place. <laughs> it's like a tiny, compared to like a state in America, England, yeah. the whole of England is tiny. Um, uh, never been, never been. But I did uh, find out that her, um, well, she has a, an, a, a sister that is an actress, I think. And her dad used to be a reporter for a news show on BBC called Panorama. Yeah, cool. Which is kind of, I'm trying to find a parallel for the US version. It's kind of like 60 Minutes. Okay. So it's like a... Reputable yeah, news. Yeah, reputable, reputable, reputable news program. Cool. And her dad apparently was a, a um, reporter on there, but I did see that they 
her parents divorced when she was like 10 years old or something like that. Yeah, so. I think she wasn't too close with her, her dad. She was much more close with her mom, it sounds like. Yeah, so Which, even though she's taken his last name, it, it sounds like they're particularly not too close. But mm-hmm. I don't know the details. So Yeah. But, but it does sound like she's close with her mom. Um, yeah. Which is cool. But I mean, I guess what we can just give a little rundown. She's yeah. basically a pop artist, I would say. Some R&B yeah. roots. See, I didn't think about... So how did you first discover her? I came across her on YouTube, I think. I was looking up mm-hmm. some other stuff, uh, another band that I liked or something, looking up reviews. Mm-hmm. And I think she popped up. This guy was doing a review. And I had no idea who it was. I never heard of her but the guy started talking immediately and was like this album slaps mm-hmm. non-stop hits on this album I'm like who is this what is this so i just listened to it and i was like kind of intrigued mm-hmm. i listened to the album it's the he was talking about the latest album um can't think of it off the top of my head let me look at it real quick mm-hmm. um what's your pleasure mm-hmm. the album she just came out with this last year mm-hmm. 2020 okay um yeah. and so he was reviewing this album and it was just really good i listened to it and it's it's like a kind of an old school disco type album yeah disco pop yeah and every track is just kind of upbeat the whole album is filled with danceable upbeat tracks yeah and it kind of never lets up it's it's a really strong album and that's kind of what turned me on to this um artist jesse ware right yeah so i first um came across her as a spotify discovery nice usually some just, things are youtube discoveries but that just, was just, that uh, was mine and you were so you were on a um spotify in the wild came across her well yeah so two things and i didn't connect the wires at first but i found that song that we opened up with devotion off her first album called devotion yeah um through spotify and at that time i found that song and i think there was like another one that was out but that she didn't have anything else on spotify it was just that and uh when when was this not that long ago okay maybe like a ooh. Actually, actually, it was probably quite a while ago because I remember talking to a friend about this five years ago. No, four. When did this come out? When did that track, that album, come out? Devotion. Um, 2012. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so I would say about five years ago. Then. Okay. Yeah. Um, and because I like, I had a friend that was like, "Oh, what type of music do you listen to?" And I was like, "Well, I just discovered." Jesse Ware and like these few other people kind of thing. And they're like, yeah, I know Jesse Ware. Okay, cool. Um, I've never heard her name, or maybe I had, but she wasn't in my you know psyche. Yeah, well, so the reason I was saying about the didn't make the connection is because uh, there is this track, uh, this uh, group out of the UK called Subtract. Um, spelt interestingly, how do they spell it? Uh, yeah, I saw it just with like S. Yeah, S B T R K T. Doing the the old star fucker thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I think when I when I see people spell it like that, which is. Cool. Oh, you doing the spa star fucker spelling? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I like the star fucker spelling. <laughs> star fucker um, fuck. <laughs> and they came out with an album um, in 2011, self-titled album, and um, I I discovered that like a a while ago and mm-hmm. really deep into that album um, there's another guy called Sampha who's a, a, like a soul artist out of the UK sure. who's really good as well he's like heavily on that album and there's a couple of tracks that she's on there and I didn't realize that was her until after I'd found Devotion okay. yeah yeah awesome yeah, she, so, she worked with yeah. Sampha and yeah, yeah. one of the some yeah, of her yeah. early stuff when she was kind of making it onto the scene yeah when she was just first coming out and releasing putting stuff out yeah mm-hmm. 
Which I mean, so yeah, I mean, she was working there. I think, I think even before that, I think she started as a journalist. Uh, yeah, I think it was a Jewish newspaper or something, straight out of college. Yeah, or something the, like the Jewish Chronicle. Yeah, um, sports journalism at the the Daily Mirror. So she was doing a couple oh, of things right out of. I didn't college. know she worked at Daily Mirror. Yeah. Do you yeah. recognize that name? I do. I used to be a paper boy in England. Running that paper. I used to. Uh, you know, deliver papers to people in the village. Classic and, uh, in the village. Daily. Delivering papers in the village. Sounds so nostalgic. I used to deliver the Daily Telegraph, the Times of London, the Sun newspaper, and the Daily Mail, and the Daily Mirror. The Daily Mirror is not a very good newspaper. Not many people like to read that. It's kind of like a... It's not like the National Enquirer, but it's not yeah, too it's, far. It's, on the, it's not too far away, though? Okay. <laughs> So it's I'll, kind of I'll, a bit I'll of a trash, trash info. Sure. You know. Just you know, fun stuff. Yeah. Fake news. Sensationalist. Whatever they want to put. Those are the types of papers that send out the uh, the journalists to go harangue, you know, the paparazzi. Yeah, yeah. It's, that sort of stuff. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Harangue yeah. is a good uh, vocabulary word. <laughs> I, I've never heard that one. Is it, is it the same as harass? Is it a synonym? Yeah. I think it's the same as harass, but harangue is, you know... Just harangue. I think harangue. I'm going to use that. I like it. You know, I've been in America so long now. When I say words, I don't know if they're real anymore because <laughs> because people You're, are like, is that a word? Hey, all or, words were made up. Yeah, I even know. I'm going to Google it though, just to make sure that my that is in my vocabulary for a reason. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so yeah, she was born 1984, October 15th, Hammersmith, London. Yeah. Um, educated at Allen's Allen's School. Dependent Dulwich in South London. Yeah. I don't know what some of these words mean, but like you said, in Sussex. Dulwich. 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 Even though it's spelled Dulwich. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm I'm learning so much. Yeah. Getting cultured here (laughs) from my friend across the pond. Um, So, yeah, she was doing some, like, some journalism stuff. She Mm -hmm. was, I mean, just kind of doing her thing. I um, I guess she's friends with the person who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, so they uh, worked at a production company, TV production company, for a little bit, and apparently the the author of Fifty Shades was one of her colleagues. Mm-hmm. E. L. Gray is is that her name? Yeah, uh, Gray, something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> um, Erica Leonard, and I think then she goes by E. L. James. Yeah, okay, they get it. Like um, they all have the writer names, you know. I I don't know much about Fifty Shades of Gray other than. I know the content of the thing, obviously. People uh, say it's salacious, but I don't know about that. It seems like softcore. That's all I know about it. <laughs> I saw the movie, I'll tell you that. and you know, They was, filmed it around here. Is that right? I, I didn't know, know a that. friend that got pissed off because they were filming outside of her shop. and they closed, Really? They closed down the whole street, and they said they were only going to close it for a couple of hours, but they ended up closing it for the whole day and like having a car chase scene or something. I don't know. Was there a car chase scene in that movie? I don't no. recall. I, th- I only watched once, probably half of it. But it happened around the corner here from the Signal Studio. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So there you go. Right out in these streets. Right out in these streets, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's cool. Well, yeah. I guess she was, so she was friends with the author of that. Yeah. Um, I guess she, she knows a couple of cool people. She's worked with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, I don't know, some big names like that and just kind of casually knows these people. Adele. Um, yeah, or was it like she lived with a roommate of Adele or a friend of Adele's or something like that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I don't know exactly, but I think you're mm-hmm. right. And, um, yeah, and she's, I think she's written a track for Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's helped Ed Sheeran write. I think Ed Sheeran's wrote, co-wrote yeah. with her on a couple different things and they've collaborated yeah. back and forth a little bit. 
Yeah, I saw an interview with with Jesse where it was a pitchfork interview. And during the course of the interview, she literally told the interviewer to fucking apologize to him. Really? To, to Ed Sheeran. Oh, man. Because she was livid about a um, a really bad review that Pitchfork did of uh, Ed Sheeran release. Right. I don't know what release it was. It was an album that she wrote some songs for as well. And, uh, yeah. She, told so she, me, she had some skin in the yeah, game. She said, keep this in the video and you should fucking apologize. Damn. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, she's got some. She's got some energy. I like. Yeah. I like where she's coming from. She doesn't doesn't fuck around. Yeah, she's not messing around with people. She does what she wants. I, I think I saw her say something about her being greedy. Like, I mean, we can skip ahead a little bit, but I think she has yeah. a she has her own podcast uh, with her mom, like a yeah. food podcast. Or something yeah, like and they're just yeah. chit chatting about mm-hmm. food and about life and yeah, yeah. something uh, more or less. And they always have a guest. Um, and it's oh, okay. it, it's a pretty cool. Is it a podcast. video thing as well? Or? I don't know. I didn't look that deep into it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, trying to focus on the music here on Roots to Grooves as we usually do. Don't want to get you know, distracted by these food podcasts. Shouting out other podcasts. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. Hey, we talk about food here too, okay? Then we're going to we, be we like, like food. Mm, that was like a tasty thing to eat. Mm. Put that in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> so let's, let's get to some... Um, I mean, so like, like you were saying, she was working with Samfa. I keep wanting to say like Sansfa or something like that. Sansfa, S A M P H A. I think that's how you say that. Yeah. So she was she was working. I mean, she was working with this um, artist called Jack Pen Penyate, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And um, I guess she was on the she was doing like background vocals or something. And yeah. So- yeah. She said like you know she always sung as a kid, and she didn't think she'd do it as a career, and then she met this guy Jack. Um, who needed backing vocals for some band or some project he was mm-hmm. in. I don't really know too much about that. But um, she joined that. <coughs> Excuse me. And they actually went on tour in America, I think. That's cool. what happened. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that's where she learned a lot of her skills. She's, you know, yeah. being up on yeah. stage, yeah, and yeah. getting that experience in yeah. learning how to do what she's been doing for the past decade, I guess. Kind of yeah, her, yeah. her first steps, which is pretty cool. And that's where she met Sampha mm-hmm. and Subtract. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think she started doing a couple collaborations mm-hmm. with them, right? Yeah. And it turned out cool. I think they made it. Sampho was a track called Valentine they made together. Mm. And then I think Subtract, she made a song called Nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did a collaboration with a guy named DJ Joker as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which track she did with him, though. Mm. But she, was, she started working with these people and collabing. Yeah. And uh, I think it looked good. And then somehow, some way, that got her attention at PMR, which mm-hmm. is the rec- she got a record label with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, that was kind of the first major step before she put out a, her own album, mm. as far as I, as far as I know. Yeah. That, that was 2000, um, 2009, I think. 2009. Or, okay. I don't know, 2009 to 2011, she started working on this project and collabing and she was working with Jack Peñate. Yeah. Jack Piñata. Close. Piñate. Piñata. That's uh, a fun name. It's got the little N with the... Yeah, I saw it P- written down and it had the accent on the... I, th- I hope I'm saying it right. Is that an artist? I don't know. It, or is yeah, he, he, he was the know. artist she was singing backup for, I think. Oh, yeah. Well. As, as far as I know, maybe, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Mm. I mean, if you guys know more, please write in and let us know. Give us some comments or something. Right we're, in. we're just learning about this on the, on the fly here. Yeah, uh, we, ex- we accept letters. Um, That'd be awesome if people could write in and teach me a thing or two yeah. about what we're talking about. Snail mail. Yeah, old-fashioned. Addresses. Uh, USPS. 
Yo, yeah, USPS. Um, sorry. So she got so she got this deal at PMR Records. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, another. She was she was also featured um, on Florence the Machines album. Oh, she was because I think she's also friends with Florence. Mm. I can't think of her last name, but the her name's Florence from Florence yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Very was in like band, yeah. that was in like 2011. And I think in 2011 she she released Devotion, her first full yeah. length LP. So she was like making these connections with these certain types of artists and mm-hmm. appearing and doing some collaborations. Um, yeah, and with Subtract as well. That's where I first heard her. Um, and it's funny because like a couple of the, I think she's only on like two or three tracks on that album. Um, one of them I'd like to play. Uh, this like this other one, Sanctuary, is a track that's like really good, but she's not really she's not really singing on it. It's mm-hmm. just like more melody. Okay, like she's like providing a lot of like the background stuff. Yeah, ums and ahs, and they don't really come in until like towards the end of the track sort okay. of thing. But she's still credited as as appearing on that. Um, I, I but, th- there was one track that I think yeah I think they changed it after a while like she didn't get writer credit on it but I think it was the Nicki Minaj uh, thing okay maybe that's what I'm thinking of yeah I think uh, she wrote a track um, I have it written down here uh, for Nicki Minaj's third studio album her album was called The Pink Print and there was a track that um, Jesse co-wrote called The Crying Game or wrote I guess, and yeah. they said that she wasn't credited for it initially, but then she was sub- subsequently on right. everywhere that it's placed online and stuff like that. As she should yeah. be, yeah, as a writer and collaborator. Um, but yeah, so she released "Devotion." That's the the title track mm-hmm. off of the the opening track we played on um, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good uh, kind of you know poppy record. Yeah. Um, do you do you like? her early stuff i do i love that song the the song devotion i just the way it's produced and everything like that mm-hmm. like we opened the show with it um yeah it's got a really good vibe to it um and like i said when i first sought found her spotify profile that was the only song that was on there or another one so i didn't even know that she had other albums released and i see that she had one in 2017 um since then so i just i, I guess she didn't she, they weren't putting her stuff on streaming platforms or something like that, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of when she was coming onto the scene. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I I sort of skimmed through a few tracks today, and like, um, like, I just sort of, I'm still always gravitated to that one track. Like, I feel that way a lot about music, though. Is like when I listen through things, it's like, you know, because I listen to a lot of music. Um, but there, there are like when you get an album, there are like a few songs that just like that's the one. Yeah. And the other ones are just like, you know, don't don't grab me as as soon kind of thing. Yeah. But, but there's yeah, something especially. I need to go back to sort of thing. But I definitely noticed she has, she's kind of a little bit. Um, it's uh, it, there seems like there's two sort of like sonic landscapes to her album uh-huh. there is like the more sort of organic um soul type songs where you have like the live instruments and everything like that and it sounds a little bit more traditional soul yeah a little more minimalist yeah and then you have like this more dancey stuff that has yeah. all these like electronic components yeah and then especially we'll talk about this later but her like most recent album that you're talking about is like really dancey 
and there's a lot of but it's dancey in a way that's kind of like sort of 80s disco or something yeah, like that like, yeah. it's got like kind of yeah. 80s production well, yeah, i mean yeah. that's that's what i'm really kind in of in a good way though like totally. a cool like a really cool nostalgic way mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. let's yeah we'll talk about yeah, that in a minute because yeah. that's kind of really what i'm super excited to talk about yeah okay um because yeah. i guess that's the first thing i learned about it kind of like dj shadow was saying yeah, yeah there's a moment in time where an artist can enter your psyche and yeah and sometimes that first thing that you hear captures you captures you the most like you were just saying i think for me it was devotion yeah cool so that's cool we're coming from opposite sides of the spectrum with jesse where from her first album you you like devotion i heard yeah i think spotlight offer the title not title track but the first track off of her latest album yeah yeah. super cool um so we're coming from both angles yeah but um yeah back to like 2011 she 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 released this and uh, i think it it hit at number five on the uk album charts Mm, so that's pretty substantial yeah that's i mean that's pretty huge how does it what do you think people thought over there at that time um see yes weird i've been out of the uk for so long um that you know when i discovered jesse wears music you know i thought she was an underground soul person yeah and then i did a little bit of searching around for the show and i saw that she's been on some kind of like uh mainstream uk tv shows yeah kind of the shows that pop stars are on in the uk totally i'm like and i'm sort of seeing the media thing over there is like oh she's kind of mainstream i don't Mm know um I haven't really been over that that much. I don't know if she had a. I think it's like, like underground mainstream. I feel like in the UK, those like singles get people's mainstream interest more than album right. charts. So I don't know where she charted on the singles chart, but yeah, I don't remember that either. Yeah, but for um, yeah, albums. I mean, man, but that's pretty good though. I mean, number five in the UK. But like, if that was good. my album, I'd be yeah. I'd be stoked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I would say it's a success coming Absolutely, onto the yeah. scene after these first few singles. Um, no, she's she developed a network. She knows some cool people in the industry. Yeah, Adele, Ed Sheeran, Nicki Minaj. She's working with some awesome people. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess uh, just straight after that, she went to the the next album. I don't know. Was there any stories in in between? From Devotion to what's the name of the, her next album after that? Uh, Tough Love. Tough Love. Yeah. I think she released in 2014. Well, do you? want to hear because i kind of want to play the sub track track <laughs> yeah no let's hear that let's hear where she started i want to hear this and then That'd be awesome i want to play some of the um the dancey tracks later on but mm-hmm. because this is like so devotion really hit me as a totally. track and then and then her appearance on this album which i think i'm i think we're going to explore that in this show like mm-hmm. whether this even fits in her realm of what she's doing now totally. like musically or not or whether it or whether it's completely different i don't know if you've heard this before so i will spin it i, d- I didn't listen to this track so i'm excited to hear it yeah let's get your thoughts and see what we think about that yeah let's see what we think cool. this is called uh right thing to do with by subtract featuring jesse Ware. Hurricane, 
So there are like two albums I used to listen to incessantly when I went, uh, I used to commute from Seattle to Bellevue for Mm -hmm. work. And uh, one of them Half hour drive or so? Well, I was on the bus though. Oh, so so like two hours or three hours? (laughs) Ten hours, man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so one of them was Bonobo and the other one was the Subtract album. Nice. And I don't know why, I just like get obsessive about certain like albums when I like find it and listen to it. And, totally. And so that was, uh, yeah, I heard that track a lot. And there's a few, was it like two or three other tracks that Jesse wears on, on that album kind of thing. And cool. It was a cool track. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Kind, kind of uh, housey, would you say? Is that, is the rest of the album? Yeah. I mean, the rest of the album's really, it's a really dancey album. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not mainstream club dance music. Right. I don't think it's more... It doesn't sound that big or banging. It's no. a little more subdued. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I just really... I just love that vibe. And then I think that's why I just fell into that devotion track. And and so, yeah, discovering the rest of her music is... Uh, so how would you say... How do you think that compares to what where she's going now? with her sound and her albums and her music is that like too far is that a far off or is that does that sound like a club remix or something or what do you think it, it sounds a little more clubby yeah that that subtract song that we just yeah. played um uh, or or a little you know like subdued house i guess to me mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to her latest record what's what's your pleasure mm-hmm. feels more disco and dancey to me okay it feels like a really kind of disco thing i i'll, I'll keep saying that yeah. Um, but it's it's got like kind of modern production. Yeah. Um, looking back on '70s disco, hmm. and it's it's also not trying to be. Uh, you know that that her latest album, it's not trying to be a '70s disco album. It's just trying to you know use some of those influences, those influences, and yeah. kind of do it in a little bit of a modern way. It's not it's not yeah. trying to be this last album. It's not trying to be too much. I keep talking about it even though we're not there yet. <laughs> um, so you know, let me, let's just back up again. Um, um, well, but I like yeah. that track a lot, and it's not. I wouldn't say that track is too far off. Did you say Since, "What's Your Pleasure" is the album you were talking about? Yeah, that's the one I'm I'm talking about. There's a couple of tracks I bookmarked from that album that mm-hmm. really I thought were cool. Ooh la la, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and in your eyes, in your eyes, yeah. I think I think those those tracks sort of really encapsulate the, that sort of description of sound that you were trying to explain yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we can play one in a, in a few minutes or something yeah, like sure. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she did Devotion in 2011 or so. I think 2014 she did Tough Love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 2014. I think um, I think I remember a cool quote. I think it was Pitchfork, and I don't know who cares what Pitchfork says, you know, <laughs> review wise and stuff. Think what you will, but they had a cool quote, and I think they described Tough Love as um, Prince's like a um, Prince doing a good job of being minimalist, like. Um, I think there's a quote somewhere, Prince at his minimalist 80s best. Wow. Or something such. Really? Um, yeah, which I, I don't know. I guess I haven't listened to a lot of Prince, but I can definitely feel that if you listen to that album. Uh, I feel like, well, one of the albums I really like of Prince was like one of his really later ones. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but how, it was a self-released thing. How much later? Uh, like early 2000s. Okay, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'll have to find the name of that. But there was a lot of good tracks on, on his album, which I thought was like minimalist. But mm-hmm. but he has been more extravagant in his sound, sure. obviously. He, through He likes to do yeah. some whack yeah. stuff, too. Yeah. He's, he's a wild man. Yeah. For sure. But I think that album, I think that, that quote 
you know, rings true. Hmm. It sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I made sure to remember. Um, I think Ed Sheeran co-wrote a song with her on that one. Like, Say You Love Me, I think. Off that album. Okay. So continuing to work with these, with her friends. Yeah. Um, which is super cool. I gave that album a listen and I liked it. Mm. Um, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but like I, I, I much I, I like her her final record the most. The most um, recent one. Yeah, yeah, and the and you know devotion is pretty good. Devotion is a great track. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is pretty solid. Tough love is a solid album. Um, I just can't speak to it enough as the last album that sure, I, I, yeah. I really like it. And that's that's why I fall in. That was your fall discovery. In love with. Yeah. yeah, totally. So after tough love. Um, da -da 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 -da. I, oh, she released a single with, um, I think that was the Nicki Minaj single. Okay. I think that was a, da -da -da, The Pink Print. Does that um, sound familiar? I think yeah. that was it. I think that was Nicki Minaj's album, 2014. Yeah, that was the name of her album. Or, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it was yeah. maybe released as a single. Yeah. Um, or I think she wrote a song off of it, but I don't remember which song. I think she said The Crying Game. Sounds maybe good. was the name of the song on the album. Sure. Should we? Should we dare to delve into the Nicki Minaj realm to listen? Can to we get like a little sound? clip and see a little clip? Because I'd love to hear that. Because I don't know what um, Nicki Minaj is up to. Did you know if um, uh, Jesse sang on it at all, or did she just write it? As far as I know, she wrote it. Okay. So I'm not sure if the vocals are on there or not. Um, okay, but I, uh, oh, she's credited on here. Let's see. Credited as a, as a feature? Yeah, Nicki Minaj and Jesse Ware. Okay. The Crying Game. And I think her vo vocals are on this. Yeah. I think she does the chorus. Okay. Yeah. Sheets all over the floor and they lace with drugs. You ain't play your cards right, you had the ace of clubs. Hit you with the ace of spades. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I like the, I like her parts much more. The crying than the the rap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool chorus. I mean, she kicked it up. It sounds good. Yeah, it's an album track. That was it. A single or? I can't say. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was one of those though. Yeah. So she did that. But I mean, so she's keeping busy. She's working with a lot of cool artists. Yeah. yeah. She's doing her thing. Yeah. Um, I think after that was, Glass House was her next album. Mm -hmm. 2017. Mm -hmm. So she's just kind of going steady in the last decade. 
Yeah, yeah. Every couple of years, a nice album release. Yeah. Keep him busy in between on tours or um, co-writing with other collaborators. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. She's just keeping busy doing good stuff. I think yeah. after, yeah, so Glass House was 2017 featuring a few contributions from Francis and the Lights. Mm-hmm. Another one from Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Um, Cashmere Cat. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Julie Michaels. Mm-hmm. Julia Michaels, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I yeah. recognize the name Ed Sheeran. It's yeah. the one. We have to shout out Chris Balashotis right now, who designs the Signal logo. Nice. Because he also designed uh, some title graphics for an Ed Sheeran music video. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know which one. That's great. Oh, we can pull that up one. next time. Oh, it was one, I think it was one that he wrote about his girlfriend or something like that. Or, nice. Or breakup or something like that. That sounds pretty Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's always writing about that. I don't know. I haven't really listened to March Ed Sheeran, but I will say that I do. I have seen clips of him doing his live looper performance type mm-hmm. of thing. And I've got respect for that because he's talented. Like he can do that. He can hold that. I down. fully respect that guy. Yeah. Um, I went to a concert once and it was a Snow Patrol concert. Mm. I was in Snow college. Snow Patrol? Yeah. Whoa. They're I mean, an old like Welsh band or something. Yeah, they're from <laughs> over there too, right? Yeah, from Wales. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I, I fell in love with them, mm-hmm. uh, their album Final Straw. Mm-hmm. And they were one of my kind of early influences. So mm-hmm. I was like in college and I was like, they're playing in Seattle. It's like an hour away. Let's go. Yeah. Um, with my buddy. And he's like, hey, Ed Sheeran's opening up. That's cool. And I was like, who's that? He, Your friend knew, but you didn't know. Yeah. And this was like. 2010 2011 oh so he was early at that time yeah Yeah. so and so he was opening up as a solo act for snow patrol yeah and i don't know what i was getting into but yeah he we're at a cool venue in seattle and he was opening up just him and his loop pedal and an acoustic guitar and he he just made some magic happen up there all by himself just filled up the whole space with you know beautiful music and he earned my respect and i remember that you know every day yeah. yeah um so he's super talented guy so yeah um, I don't know. Yeah, an awesome collaborator who she's apparently pretty good friends with. Yeah. I think it's always weird for me to think about, um, like, I mean, this kind of, like, relates to our, a, a brief comment in our last episode about how DJ Shadow didn't want to sell out right. by doing certain things. And, um, you know, when I think about someone like Nicki Minaj and Ed Sheeran, I think pop, 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 mainstream, mainstream, mainstream. Right. And like historically for me, I've always sort of run away from that because I don't know. It's like, cause I always, well, there's, there's sometimes part of the music I feel like is not created from the heart is created commercially. Totally. I'm not saying that's the way for these particular artists, but I'm saying like, like traditionally, you know, for mainstream artists that are big pop stars you know, like the Britney Spears of the world kind of mm-hmm, thing, you mm-hmm. know, and you hear it all the time with like all of these like songs where they have like 50 writers on one track because yeah. they're trying to, you know, they're trying to commercialize it and get it to be as catchy and as yeah, just poppy as it, it can be, you know. Suck anything out of this producer <laughs> and then what can you do for me yeah. for this track? What can you do for this track? And, and I don't think they got something they like. I don't think that's pro. I don't think that's probably how the way Ed Sheeran writes. He seems like someone is a little bit different than He's that. A competent, but, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like, but for anyone that sort of, for me that appears in that pop mainstream, I'm, I'm just a little bit dubious. Totally, not, not as trustworthy as. 
you know that's a good word to use yeah, yeah. it's like hmm, yeah. where, where's the energy coming from where is this coming from it could yeah. be a beautiful heartfelt album or it could be written by 50 people exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and yeah it's interesting you got to do a little bit of your own research and discovery go figure yeah and yeah. in this day and age i mean and at the end of the day though you like what you like right you can't and and at that, it know. doesn't matter where it came from if you like yeah, it. Yeah, if you like it and but. you feel that you feel something from it. Yeah. Then that's valid. But totally. But just as a musician and knowing the industry, I'm a little I'm just I'm just a little bit jaded. Yeah, you know, cuz cuz you've seen some of that where it comes <laughs> exactly, from it's like yeah. that's it's it's not as fun of a story. Like I remember having this argument with this guy in the I must have been like like 14 years old or something mm-hmm. and it was in the rock garden in uh in the uk it's just like this famous rock club in the in the uk where it's like the place where like u2 had their first gig in london and stuff like that right you know it's this underground club now it's like the basement of the apple store in london okay but at the time it wasn't it was still a rock club and i i was like on the stairs and i was like um talking with a guy because i was they were doing like a battle of the bands type contest sort of thing and i was like a camera person down there i was shooting some stuff i'm going really digressing heavy right now I'm no sorry. i love it i love it <laughs> but anyway i'm just trying to set the background situation yeah get the... some context in here yeah so i was like filming this battle of the man show and like the winner of the show was going to get like a record deal or the big label kind of thing and um i was in the stairway and i was like i just like bumped into one of like the judges or something or like producers and um you know he had like this management company and stuff like that and he was talking about how um you know this is like you know this is uh what what the what the teenagers want this is why we're fabricating these types of artists this is why we're doing this because you know because that's what the kids want sort of thing and and he was like really heavy on it and i had i was like i was a teenager myself and i was just like you know well i think like they only want it because you're giving it to them. Like if you changed what you're giving to them, like that's all they know. Exactly. Yeah. And for some of these people. Yeah. It's not about what they want. It's about like, you know, if you changed what you were delivering, then they might be into that instead. And the only reason I said that is because he was, he was just seeming very contrived and manipulative over the types of music and, and the artists and imagery and everything that they were putting out sort of thing, which is like that whole pop thing. And that, that generally that yeah. philosophy doesn't breed creativity. It's just, it's just kind of fake. And we've seen it time and time again with like artists, you know, saying, I mean, you know, this is my image, mm-hmm. but it's not who I am. Right. You know, and and that's the whole thing about, I don't know, for me, for music sort of thing. I think like music comes from the soul and I would rather be authentic and honest versus like an image and a brand and a publicity thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's total it's, digression, but, but no, I love it. But Jesse did say that in an interview about, I think one of her albums, um, I think it was Glass House she was talking about, and she said it was her most honest, vulnerable album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where in the lyrics and the sentiment she's providing, she's like saying that people, but things aren't perfect. Yeah, it's, you know? she was doing a kind yeah. of a confessional style yeah. vocal or lyrics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, and I, it, it is interesting because I think she was super close with her mom, 
And I think that was the album that she, she mentioned something about her dad um, that she probably didn't want her dad to hear. I can't remember what the quote was. Something to the effect that I, I found my father, but he's not really the man I thought he was or something like that. Oh. Massively paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, but her dad did find out and like was not thrilled or something mm-hmm. um but it was interesting because i think after this glass house album in 2017 she had a she played coachella mm. and uh i think it was kind of a weird show for her it would it kind of didn't go super well why was that um i did she have a band with her or something cool i, th- I think i think her show went well but it was more like there was another stage where cardi b was also being featured at the same exact time and so like the energy was weird and she like i don't know the audience wasn't into it Maybe she wasn't into it, which is why nobody was into it. Mm. You know, Jesse wasn't into it. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of weird. And after the show, it, nobody had a good time. And her mom, I think, made a comment that said, like, maybe you should quit, basically. Maybe this is Ouch. it. Yeah. And, you know. On what, how many? What, what album was that? The third uh, album? Uh, yeah, I think it's the third album, Glass House. Yeah. In 2017 or so. So one performance of Coachella can knock you down that hard. Yeah, and I, I, feel that way. I don't. I don't think. I think that some of those that sentiment was coming from before even the last couple albums. Like it, it mm. was kind of becoming a little bit of a slog for her. Like that was where she was making money. That was her job, mm-hmm. and it was getting to be a little bit less fun. Mm. Um, you know, just thinking about like what am I doing? How am I doing it? And like who am I being compared to? And is this what I should be doing? Mm. And it was like becoming a little bit, uh, you know, claustrophobic, yeah. and just kind of not working out for her. Yeah. Um, that's around the same time I think that she built the her podcast, the mm-hmm. where she talks with her mom, mm-hmm. who's the co-host, mm-hmm. along with her, and um, they just kind of chit chat and have a guest and and talk about normal stuff and you know have a good conversation. Mm. Um, so you know, kind of a sad story. Her mom was like, "Maybe you should quit music," but this podcast kind of helped reinvigorate her and give her a new um, kind of way to be. Yeah. Um, from what I'm reading, you know, I'm just kind of putting this together, and it seems like she was able to focus more on the podcast yeah. and put her energy towards that. Yeah. And then, you know, she continued to make music, which obviously we, we found What's Your Pleasure, that yeah. album that came out um, in the, the subsequent couple of years after t- 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she seems like someone that very, uh, like, even though she's sort of like on the verge of like the pop mainstream, she might be in the UK, I don't know. She might be super famous in the uk <laughs> i have to text my brother i feel so like more up? i feel like she but, is more than over here at least it, yeah but i don't know yeah but like you know she at least she seems um and everything and every interview i've seen she seems very honest and blunt and forthright yeah pretty open yeah and, down to earth and um oh i lost my train of thought i was gonna say something about that no i mean good stuff but um yeah i mean yeah that's good yeah so i think she was going through a little bit of like musical turmoil basically like in her life some personal stuff like hmm, what am i doing is this yeah. worth it should i keep doing music my mom said maybe yeah. not music and it's it- well i think i think i was gonna say is like because some interview asked her about her, her because she became a, a mother um uh-huh. so i think she like married her uh, like a high school sweetheart or something like that like yeah she'd known for her, her whole life and they had a kid together kind of thing and Totally. And the interviewer asked her or something about around like that she feels more focused now that she has a child kind of mm-hmm. her own sort of thing. 
Um, and I think that's kind of what she was also talking about in the during that Coachella performance. Like she's yeah. she's saying she's singing about like motherhood yeah. and stuff, and these kind of philosophies from where she's coming from are not matching up with mm. what her audience is looking for. Perhaps got it. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, something like that. So there's some some weird kind of you know turmoil in her yeah. her personal industry. Yeah. Uh, and and she was like, kind of, what should I do? But she she made what's your pleasure when she, that allowed her to kind of concentrate. Like, oh, I can make money and concentrate on my podcast, but I can also do music, and the music's just kind of fun now. I'm not depending on the music completely, and it gives her a little bit more freedom and you know, creativity. So I want to drive. I want to ask something. I kind of want to say something. I don't know if this is fair or unfair. <laughs> okay. Well, shoot. Well, because out of the last two artists we talked about. Um, neither of them cared really about the industry of mm-hmm. music they cared about the music of music totally yeah um and even in dj shadow's case when big commercial things came about he sh- he ran away from them mm-hmm. sort of thing right like and all of the things i was looking at for jesse where it it was hard for me to find real information that wasn't put out there by her label or her PR company or a management company sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the things I saw seemed, I don't want to say stage managed, but it seems a little bit like part of the industry sort of thing. Totally. Which is not to say that's what her music is like. I don't think that's what her music is like, but mm-hmm. I think maybe like part of her struggle with this might be the industry itself. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get in any hot takes or like, <laughs> you know, throw anyone on the bus right now, but like, I don't, I don't know what label she's on or who, what management she's with kind of thing, but... But you know the way it maybe, works. Yeah, but yeah, I know the way it works. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not um, like reacting well to her artistry or not. Like maybe they should do, be doing something different. Like, you know. two entities having two different directions or yeah. perspectives on what should happen yeah. and it causes a little internal conflict. Yeah, like maybe she should be doing other types of things or um, shows or whatever it is kind of thing. And like I mean, that. I think, yeah, yeah, she was on the same page. She was like, I yeah. want to start something new, yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Most artists, yeah. you know, I don't know, just don't do that, I guess. But it's no. a cool thing. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with music, essentially. No, exactly, yeah. Um, so anyway, she's going through this stuff, I think, and then eventually she comes out with What's Your Pleasure? Mm-hmm. And like, this is my favorite album of hers. That's the most recent. Yeah, her yeah. most recent in 2019. Um, and yeah, it's by far my most favorite. It's like the first song, Spotlight, I think it's called. Okay. It's just, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's just driving. <laughs> it just lulls you in. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the album, it's like, it's kind of disco, but a, a lot of the drums are kind of pushed back in the mix, it feels like. Yeah. So it's not like super, like right up front, like big poppy. Distant, yeah. They're there, and it's like it's a nice poppy, you know, disco beat. You got some four on the floor stuff, mm-hmm. um, but it's not super out front, and it allows allows a lot of room for the stuff, you know, panned on the left and right to really shine. A lot of the cool production and you know synths and stuff like that. Can I play my track? I would love to play a track <laughs> off this album, please. I want to play Ooh La La. Okay, Ooh La La. Ooh la la.
Ooh la la. Does that jam or what? Yeah, man. I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't in the restroom for half of that. No, but you, I mean, you already heard that before, you know? But I heard it, and it's like, yeah, it's like a... I mean, that's just... That is, like, really reminiscent of, like, 70s disco. But it doesn't seem like it was from that era. It still seems no. modern. Yeah, yeah they, they, the production is yeah. really good on this whole album. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they did, but, like, I mean, just listen to all these sounds. Like, there's little like, car horns. You yeah. know, there's, like, guitars just doing kind of, like, a little wail, and then it cuts out. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of little, you know, snippets and samples, Yeah. Um, you know, to build this, mm-hmm. this you know, gorgeous... 70s disco palette yeah yeah um so i mean this yeah. this album is like hit after hit you could have played any one of those songs and it would have been uh, a bopper jamming that know? was the one that like really popped out to me mm-hmm. well, first, was, first off and there was another one in your eyes sick really baseline yeah. yeah 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 um i mean yeah. i'm i'm really thrilled with all the tracks on the album yeah um yeah so i mean uh I mean, yeah, it's like it's just like it's focusing on electronic music a little bit. It's dancey. Yeah, I mean, she's even though I'm. She, and I'm she, I, she her earlier album, she has a kind of a melancholy kind of vibe to yeah. her vocals, especially like kind yeah. of sad stuff, like really emotional and dramatic. And this album, she moved a little bit more towards you know upbeatness and. You know, poppiness and a little more fun. Yeah. You know, seductive. Like a lot of the lines on the album are kind of um, like a little tease. You know, like ooh, like like some naughty kind of stuff. Yeah. In innuendo kind of stuff, but you no, know, while not sounding super dirty. Do you know Shade? No. Should I? Shade. S A D E. Shade. Oh no. S what? Say. It's spelled S A D E. Oh, I mean, I think so, but Shade, I, I yeah. thought it was always Sade. Well, it's like, I'm not trying to make a comparison to Sade because I feel like Sade is a very unique artist that no one has ever come close to really being. Like, she's her own person. Totally. And that's probably someone else we should talk about as well. It's a great idea. But um, but but the, her track, like Jessie's Wears tracks, especially on this latest album, it reminds me of that era of when Sade was like popular kind mm-hmm. of thing in the sort of like 80s, 90s. like Totally got that same kind of energy, that vibe. Yeah, like I'm not that old, but like, you know, I when I was a kid, you know, Sade's albums were around my house. That's what my parents playing to right. me sort of thing. And um, in a way, this sort of like, takes me back to that area it doesn't really take me back to the 70s disco area it takes me more back to like a Sade like 80s soul mm-hmm. era yeah sort of thing yeah like, totally it's yeah you put this really on. great vibe to be in so great but I think. totally i think it's kind of nostalgic yeah. It, it yeah it's calling back to these things yeah, where yeah. these ideas were invented in the yeah 60s 70s and 80s and yeah. just kind of given a little bit of a sh- nice modern sheen production yeah elevates the whole thing i mean the whole thing's nice and well-rounded i love it man mm-hmm. the whole thing's great i think everybody should listen to this one um if you're gonna listen to any of these albums start with the first track on her latest album i would say so <laughs> yeah because like I, I sort of skimmed through some of her other albums and and there was some discovery tracks as well mm-hmm. on her on the other albums which it surprises me you know because like i said the first way i discovered her was through subtract and then through devotion right and all of those tracks to me 
seem like in a different realm yeah than this stuff totally so i'm just sort of bending my ear to be like okay this is this I mean, is what's going on over yeah, here kind of, i'm yeah. inviting you in like hey i'm yeah. kind of i'm friends yeah. with these guys yeah. let's see what's up <laughs> um or let me play this other track in your eyes okay because i think i i pulled it up for some reason earlier i want to let's just spin a little bit more jesse Ware on here i'm and get down i'm thing. so down right. in your eyes strings i love that track dramatic but it's driving that's all the feels right there it hits all I the think. marks for me man well yeah. well rounded i feel kind of bad now about talking about all the pop stuff <laughs> that i have in this episode because her music is fucking dope like, yeah and that is a good like that takes you somewhere that track this yeah. is an example of what i would say is a, a great pop album yeah like i don't know like maybe that's not maybe that's wrong to say in the wrong perspective like you tell me somebody else you guys you listeners out there well i picked out like the tracks that resonated with me the most and that mm -hmm. was those two ooh la la and that last one in your eyes totally um i mean i feel like maybe those are album tracks though you know they're not the one they're not the singles they're not the hits but they're the yeah. ones that like i think she had three singles off this album yeah i think the, the the last one right before she released the full album was was spotlight the number one track mm, okay um yeah. I, that's yeah i mean we can play we can play that as well uh maybe yeah. we can some play, context play us out on that one that's all i got to say about <laughs> jesse where after that she i mean yeah in like 2017 she started that podcast um yeah. Let me just pull up the name. So if everybody wants to, you know, mosey on over to that podcast instead of this great podcast, <laughs> um, get some food knowledge. Yeah, they're called Table Manners. Yeah, for a cast and Island Records. Yeah, out in the uh, UK yeah. or wherever she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's cool. So she's working on that. She just came up with this fantastic album that was in 2020. Double yeah. check that as well. Yeah. I found that uh, Prince album that I couldn't remember the name of earlier. It was called, it's in a super obscure one. It's called Musicology. It came out in 2004. I remember buying it on CD. And the only reason I referenced that is because I feel like out of all of, like, based on that pitchfork review comment sort right. of thing, um, I feel like out of all of his music, like her music most resembles the tracks mm -hmm. on that album that he did. Sure. Which is like more stripped back kind of prints. Yeah, sort of kind of stripped back. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's something we can explore another time. We can explore it's another a, time. That's a great album. <laughs> totally. I would, I would love to talk some prints. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I got on Jesse Ware. I definitely highly recommend checking out this latest album. Um, What's your pleasure? Maybe you can play us out on Spotlight. What's your pleasure? Spotlight, Jesse Ware with Jesse Quigley.
Jay Purcell. And Jay Purcell. This is Roots and Grooves. Thanks for listening, everybody. Every episode is a nugget of just gold. Gold. Just just gold. Nuggets of knowledge. <laughs> just gold. Play us out, Jay. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com. <laughs>